And you uh, decided that concrete was the given path? Well, like, I was, I was kind of... <laughs> He's kind of hiccuping. So, like, oh, shit. Wait, so it was... Wait uh, a minute. All right. Welcome to the podcast today. Today, I have a super awesome guest. He has worked for me for over eight years is a long time because I'm only a 13-year-old company. So he's seen this thing all the way from the very start, all the way to where we're at now. But he is very loyal to us. He is in our concrete industry, and which has changed drastically. I guess our concrete co- division has changed drastically over the times. Uh, he's poured concrete right next to me and uh, all the way into where I've gotten to today, So, um, which we don't pour concrete today. But Today in the studio, I got Alex Beck. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you for having you. Excited. I know. You're, you're, you said you had a butterfly or two, but this is going to be super easy. And he denied our tequila, so <laughs> just so everyone knows that. For sure, the concrete guys know how to drink tequila, but he denied that, so we can maybe do it after. Uh, so anyway, Alex, tell me a little bit. I want to know, like, tell us about your story, man. Like, like tell us on the journey, like, out of the shoot to, like... <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> Out of the shoot to like pouring concrete. Um, yeah, well, so I'm about 33 years old now. Uh, oh. I grew up in um, north central Illinois. Um, small farming community. Bears fan. Bears fan. <laughs> big, big Bears fan. So definitely foreign territory up here. Um, yeah, I grew up in a small farming community. Um, my dad always worked in construction. He was a ready-mix driver growing oh, up. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, my mom was in home health care. And uh, my younger brother, uh, who actually used to work with us for yeah. f- four or five years. Yeah, absolutely. Before he started Back brothers. Family. Yep. So, yeah, um, grew up around the agriculture, some construction, stuff like that through high school. Did that where you worked? You worked in the... Uh, so... We did, I did some like 4-H kind of stuff. So we were doing, I was showing pigs mostly, which it's a fair hobby. You Um, were doing what with the pigs? Oh, we're just showing, you know, 4-H fair, showing them, give them about the size of a dog. They grow up and they go from 10 pounds to 275 pounds. So wait a minute, what are you doing with these pigs? Feeding them, showing them, taking them to the fair, walking around with them. And I'm only asking, I mean, that's kind of interesting, I guess, but... The I've had multiple people on here in the livestock game in the beginning, yep. and it kind of learns you learn some skills out of that. It's, yeah, I mean, just I think it teaches good discipline. You know, you're you're caring for another live thing, right? right? Yeah, and, you know, chores have to be done, rain or shine, doesn't matter. Gotcha. So, getting up, they were actually the girlfriends in high schools, pigs, but somehow I got sucked into doing the chores. So. <laughs> Not, not sure. Okay. Randomly, this will pop up and she'll see it. Like, <laughs> I got on Facebook, like, do you know him? Um, but yeah, but, you know, I think it teaches some good discipline, gives you something, some accountability yeah. moving forward. Um, at the same time, I was actually working on a flower nursery. So I do that. This is in high school? Yep. Flower nursery. So in the, Pink in the stuff in flower nursery. Yeah. So we'd wake up, you know, everything from planting, trimming, bouquets, top to bottom, do that. Five, six days a week. God, you didn't tell me this either. Why yeah. am I just finding this out Yeah, now? so I was kind of a florist. This should have been really. in your, your, your initial interview. Yeah. Yeah, no, we skipped that part. Um, and then from there, I mean, prior to coming to Mac, you know, we always did hands-on stuff. Um, whoa, whoa, dad. whoa. What did you do? You didn't go to college? 
Well, I did, but I'm getting there. Oh. So this is still high school. Okay, so, you know, high back, school. Back home, always did some hands-on building sheds, okay. helping neighbors, okay. doing stuff like that with my dad. Um, aunt had a horse ranch, so we were always mending fences and uh, okay. doing that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and then going to college. Originally went to college in Wisconsin, Platteville, Wisconsin. Uh, went up there to study engineering and play some football. Mm. Um at the time, it was a good decision. Once I got there, I kind of realized that it wasn't, wasn't for me. It just, I wanted to be away from home. I grew up oh. in a town of like 1,400 people. So everybody kind of knew everybody and yep. one of those deals. And I just wanted to be away from that. Okay. So this was my, it was the one school that had recruited me that was kind of far enough away, but not too far away. Yeah. Uh, but once I got there, it was just kind of, didn't really love it. So I came back that next summer, and that's actually when I really got into construction. I guess it would be my first construction job. Okay. Uh, we were, uh house had burnt down, and we were just kind of building it from the foundation up. So everything from... This is in Wisconsin, too. Uh, this is actually in the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Because yep. how far was Wisconsin? Like, how far? You thought you moved... two and a half hours. So you moved away two, two in your eyes. Hours. Yep. I moved away. I was like, okay, I'm going to be independent. I'm yeah. going to take care of myself, like... My parents beat this into me. I'm going to, yeah, not cool. physically, but metaphorically, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I'm um, like, you're an adult now. Like, you're going to, and it was just, uh, it wasn't a good fit. So moved back that summer, got a construction job with a buddy of mine's dad. Um, and we were doing everything from standing walls, flooring, painting, um, some tile work, everything, top to bottom. There's just the three of us. I think one day he actually made me like shovel out a septic tank. Oh, so wow. that was probably like the worst day of my life. It was 90 <laughs> degrees out. So um, I did that for a summer and, and I always wanted to go into construction growing up. Yeah. And not, not necessarily construction, but I loved like engineering and architecture. Okay. Um, my grandfather was an engineer for Motorola. My uncle's an engineer for Mahindra. Yeah. Like the Bobcat affiliate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was always kind of something that I really liked and enjoyed. Yeah. And I could see it kind of going that way. Or at least I wanted it to. <laughs> um, that's the plan right that was a plan so after that i came back after that first year and um a buddy of mine was going to school up here loved it and he had the same mentality like i want to get away from home i want to come up here come to north dakota for engineering um and he's like you got to come check it out so like all right told my mom she's like all right we'll load you in the car we'll take you up there we'll check it out loved it Fell in love with Grand Forks in, I mean, 20 minutes. Really? Transferred up. Um, ended up just uh, kind of doing the school thing. That was going pretty well. Got through my first couple semesters of engineering. You know, I, I think must have been about a year and a half into that. I actually started delivering pizzas. Delivered pizzas for five years. Um, that service industry, man, that's where you make some cash. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was turn and burn, high, yep. fast pace, you know, especially, you know, hockey nights in North Dakota. Oh, I yeah. Mean, can't get it out fast enough. Um, a lot more stress in that than you'd, <laughs> you'd anticipate. You'd, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Delivering pizzas should right. be a low stress job. Yeah. You'd think so. It, uh, unfortunately, some angry customers every now and again, but uh, ended up doing that. And uh, meanwhile, met some buddies to play softball, uh, summer league softball that oh, okay. we play together. And that's actually how I met you. Yeah. Um, 
just randomly fell on a team with, uh, I can't remember, what were he, Dust? No. Oh, man. I was on some, the Sidewind, or the, the oh, gosh. Been on ground, a lot round, of... ground round team, I think is what it started as. Oh, okay. Yep. Those ugly green uniforms printed backwards. Great quality. <laughs> printed backwards, yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't matter. We were drunk most of the time anyway. Yeah, and I think that was right around the time you were just starting out. So oh, okay. I had met, met you, and I know you had Chris on a few weeks back. Or, yep. And um, I had met Chris, too, at the same time. And Did your little brother work here before you did? No, oh. I came one year first. Okay, one year before okay that's what it was. Okay. He was actually with uh, Tony Anderson. That's right. I don't know if we're supposed to say that, but. Um, <laughs> well, it's fine. It's fine. We're good. Uh, yeah. So I came first and that's kind of, uh, just in passing, you know, we had had conversations like, have you ever poured concrete before? Yeah. Like, have you ever poured, worked in construction and how yeah, was that? 2013 or 14, 14 must've been 14. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it was going to school, doing the engineering thing, kind of ran into you and, um, had met you. And put filled out an application, came in, interviewed with you, and it was honestly the start as a summer job. I was going to go do my four, five years. That's what the, the first plan was. Yep. And then um, you were in ed- education, I think. Even so, I started. I did two and a half years of engineering, and then I just the grind. It was midnights on campus in the computer lab. Um, no social life. Yeah. And it just, the, the deeper I got, like, I, I kind of realized that I, I favored the in the field work oh, more okay. than sitting sure. behind the screen and kind of doing that and just running through computer programs and um, design work. I just, it wasn't the hands on, like, I didn't get the satisfaction out of it like I did, you know, building a shed or, or coming to work and pouring a slab. So, um, I switched to education. I yeah. did that for four and a half years. It took me about four and a half years to get through that. I was, uh, I actually went to school for mechanical engineering for like a year and a half. And like, mm-hmm. then I like realized like all the calculuses I had to take. And it's like mechanical engineer is probably not for me. It's probably for <laughs> the person who wants to sit behind the screen. Um, and I just figured that out myself too. It's like, what, what am I learning calculus one through Diffie Q? It's mm-hmm. like, I, don't even care about some of this and how am I going to ever use this in my life? It's that's, that's why it lost me. It was like, yeah. And then I was, grew up in construction. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is terrible. You made it two and a half years. I only made it a year and a half. It might've been better because you said NDSU. I was in UND mechanical engineering program. Okay. Yeah. So like flying stuff and we were, you know, of course everything's, you know, whatever aerospace mm-hmm. and whatever it's flying planes and and the mechanical engineering program it was like i just was so enthused enthused with like cars yep so it's like that was my hobby i was like i want to learn how to build a car like every nut bolt well then i found out that's super uninteresting um <laughs> and i just kind of like the final product yeah um and it wasn't nothing to with like the design of the car it's mm-hmm. more or less how to put the car together yep. which completely lost me and didn't know why I had to take all these math classes. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
and I wasn't an engineer. Yeah. I just, I was an entrepreneur. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> so well, I had to switch. I think they say every hour you're in the classroom, you're supposed to be working like three or four outside of it. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, I was not like, enough days in the week. <laughs> what, what am I working on? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know, build something. It's like, what, what does that have to do with mechanical engineering? I got to draw it on a TV and a program and mm -hmm. like inventor. Oh, uh, yeah. Used to be or yeah. The, I mean, it's bad to say it. I was in school in 2009 and 10, I was doing that. But now I look at the programs that uh, like our estimating crew across the street are running compared to like the CAD stuff we were running in 2010. Hey, yeah. Like, what, where was this? Yeah, I know. Like, much, much, it's, it's advanced a lot mm -hmm. even since engineering oh, yeah. was in for me. It's like, yeah, I, I still have the TI-83+. plus. That's been my only advantage <laughs> to taking engineering and calculuses, but still use it today, and we've ripped some reels on that. So Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, okay, you went into education, education. then. Sorry. I, yep. Yeah, so uh, I studied education at uh, UND up the road here. Uh, I have a Bachelor's of Science in, well, Bachelor's of Science in Social Sciences with a minor in Special Education. Oh, so I can, um, I didn't know that either. I got a couple endorsements in psychology and sociology, which I'd like to think help me every now and again, even with what I'm doing now, but so I can, I can obtain like at this point, I'm not legally licensed to teach, but, um, I could teach about seven different high school subjects. Wow. Yep. Wow. Jeez. And you, uh, decided that concrete was the given path. Well, like, I was, I was, I was kind of... <laughs> He's kind of hiccuping. So, like, oh, shit, wait. So it was, wait uh, a minute. It was just a summer job, really, is kind of what it looked. You know, I yeah, right. I wanted to get out of delivering pizzas for minimum wage. And yeah. and uh, like I said, I met you, and it was an opportunity to make some more money and do something that interested me a lot more. You know, there's no... At least I didn't get any satisfaction. At the end of the day, it's like, okay, I ran around, I worked, I got a paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, that was it. Uh, when okay. I came to work here, um, you know, at that point, we were substantially smaller i think our meetings consisted of six or seven of us six or seven of us yeah. i think what where was your first office when you started here or where were we at i think that it's hospital yeah is it by is across it, from the hospital is it 101 dental or yeah something now? yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah it was a two-room office with a bathroom you know there was one meeting room um i'd host like a, a meeting yeah in the morning or monday, monday morning i don't monday morning meetings. yeah 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 i'd host the meeting get your shit together yeah let's go think that's where the process book i don't know have you talked about processes on here yet oh we, we'll talk about that we'll oh, get into all the nitty-gritty uh, we want to make sure whatever if there's a concrete guy listening to this because they want to know what you know mm -hmm. they want to take their company to the next level um they need to know all the things that we've went through mm -hmm. the last eight years right like you've been through all of it so i think it's super helpful to the listener if you're in construction or business um in the construction industry almost any industry, mm -hmm. you'll kind of see the, the the ways that we've had to break through different levels and barriers. I mean, it's it's different levels create different problems. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they were... And probably where his sociology <laughs> degree comes into play, <laughs> oh he was referring to. So, um, but yeah, go ahead, man. That's... Uh, yeah, it was just, you know, and it was, I think, well, I mean, and that was back in the day, um, you were pouring alongside of us. Yeah. I mean, if... I don't even know. Do we just have one crew? I mean, it was. Oh, uh, we had two. We had the patio crew and the foundation crew. Oh yep. man, that yep. that was a level up for me. Yep. So we were. I spent most of my summer at uh, Cole Creek by your old place there, um, putting a few house foundations in the ground. Um, oh, yeah. Learning that kind, that aspect, that side, and then um, 
I mean, we only, yeah, we had, I think, six six field guys, and you were seven. So when we had, well, at that time, if we had a 25, 30-yard pour, it was all hands on deck. Um, you were out bidding. You'd come screaming down the block in your old Ford pickup, like, oh, mud's here. Get to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. The 83 Ford? No, no. Oh, I was after. It was the uh, the F-250. Oh, yeah. The, the 7.3. Oh, yeah, okay. The yeah. big one. Yeah, yeah. That's how uh, create some fear in you guys. Yep. I remember yeah. you driving by. Steve. We could see you coming from a mile away on some of those jobs. Gravel's just flying. Yeah. I was just talking about this with my buddy Nick Sherrick. He's like, it's funny when you leave the office, the boss leaves the office. It's funny how things just change a little bit. Just a hair. <laughs> just a you hair. See the, you see the gravel flying. You're like, okay, everybody put your boots on. Look busy. <laughs> Our hats, whatever we need. The thing that's still- Get your Crocs with the in four-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, back in the day when we could still do that. Oh, yeah. I had Crocs on. The, and I remember the thing that still sticks today used to say when- uh, your dad's like, if you're not doing, you know, if you're not doing anything, at least start cleaning something. Like, oh, yeah. look busy, stay yep. busy, right? I mean, we still use that in the shop today. You're like, hey, if somebody walks in here and you're just standing around, like, at least look like you're cleaning something. Yeah. You know, be cleaning something, improve something, right? Yep. Don't just waste the time. So, yeah, oh, yeah thanks, we still Dad. use still that. Still rubbing yep. off. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yep. Greggy. Making it happen. Um, yeah. So then, uh, we're uh, we're running two crews. You decided to join. I remember specifically that year when you started. I think there was a guy that we hired. It was an older gentleman that yep. was your boss. Yep, Chuck. And you, he was under. You were under him. Yep. Right, like you were his guy or something. It, well, or was the crew just you guys? I, I don't know if it. Maybe he got the short end of the stick at that point because I mean I was I had some construction background, but con not concrete. Right, and it was. I remember when I walked in for my interview, I was, I had a shirt and a tie on. Yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa, bro. Like, you, I didn't know. Are you the secretary or the? I didn't know what I uh, walked into. I was like, I, I don't know. I was just trying, you know? And, yeah. And I mean, still at that point, it was you and Chelsea were in the office together. And yeah. I was like, uh, bro, you're way overqualified already. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and you I got think, any dirt? Let me see your fingers. Like, yeah, they like, got calluses. And I think I interviewed in like March and you're like, well, season won't start till May. We'll let you know in a few weeks. And oh, I do remember that. It was like four hours later. I had a missed call from you. So I called you back. You're like, oh yeah, we're going to bring you on. I'm like, well, that was quick four months or two months there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so jumped in with Chuck and uh, I mean, we hit the ground running. I didn't have, I mean, when I got the job, I was pumped. So right. I called my parents and I knew my dad. Like, I didn't understand what a ready mix driver did, right? I was like, oh, he drives a truck. <laughs> dad, like, what, what the hell are they doing? My dad's like, I'm like, my dad drives a truck. Um, so I called him, and the first thing he's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, uh, what? What do you mean? I just got a new job. Like, I'm making making more money. Like, I'm going to be killing it. Out in the sun, probably have a great tan. And yeah. uh, he's like, you have no idea what you're getting into. He's like, those guys <laughs> kill themselves. I was like, no, this is great. Like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, I'm telling you. I'm like, well, it's a summer job, right? Like, that's what it's for. I'm 19, 20 years old. Yeah. No, I was older than that, 23 years old. And um, looking back now, I mean, this is eight, nine years later. It's like, well, kind of showed him. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, around. it just kind of shows like it's unfollow the herd as the podcast, but it's like people don't, like you had lots of education. You looked like you shouldn't be a concrete worker when mm -hmm. you came in for your interview. Um, you know, it's pretty easy for us to hire a guy that comes in that like 
doesn't have holes in his jeans and he mm-hmm. like has two matching shoes, you know, it's right. like, yeah. this is a benefit. The mirror Here we test. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, look at yourself before you leave. You don't yep. smell like cigarettes. Wow. It's like, wow, this guy either is going to pan out or he's going to realize concrete's really hard and your dad was right. Yeah. Well, and so, <laughs> so, so he was your motivation probably to make sure. And I mean, that's not to say, you know, any job has difficult days and obstacles to get through. Um, but I mean, I kind of give him a laugh here and there. I'm like, well, you were wrong. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here. And it's um, funny. Your brother came on right on the yeah, next year. <laughs> so I did, did one year with Chuck doing foundations and yeah, getting my, getting my feet wet. Um, and you know, a little change here, there, a few new bodies coming in and, um, you know, and that's something too. I think, you know, when we first started, we had turnover like crazy, you know, mm-hmm. so that's something that we talk about all the time across the road there. And, um, yeah, the next year my brother rolled in. He was working for another construction company in town. And, yeah, um, you know, he was seeing everything that we were doing, talking. He was playing ball with us too. And he's like, well, no, I'm out of it. I got to get out of here. And he came and worked for us um, with the patio crew back in the yeah. the big stamp patio days. Yeah. Decorative concrete. Yeah. Woo hoo. That, oh. that, that, that was my level up in yeah. the concrete world. Yeah. Well, I think there's a few sil- souvenirs in the shop. Of yours still, yeah, yeah. Those stamps are yeah, still. Those, those will stay around. I'll, I'll, I'll stamp some more patios. <laughs> They'll be expensive patios, but I'll do it. Well, you were out there. I yeah. mean, every poor day, Mark was there, just giving, giving us hell. Yeah, I think, I think when in in that time, I realized I think 2010s where I started, and it was 13 or 14. I don't remember that year specifically, but we split into two crews, which was mm-hmm. a big deal for me, and I needed to hire twice the staff. Well, to control twice the staff that I wasn't leading anymore, we hired that um, older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't have any processes in place, though. That- kind of let him run his show. And I've done that to a point in most of my career of, you know, I, I felt like I could rely on him because of experience, right? Yep. And yep. bring some new things to the table. Well, um, other than a real clean trailer, you know, I don't know what else you know, he had a different mentality. Everyone has a different mentality. So, um, you know, bringing, bringing you on would be, you know, the sounding board of, Hey, this foundation is taking two weeks to set up and, yeah, and you know, some of the challenges I remember we had. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, that, I think that's really when we started pounding those, not pounding processes, not necessarily our field processes. Mm -hmm. How are we going to pour concrete? So we we know what's going on, right? Because I was that next that next year. I think I jumped jumped right to a foreman. Not sure if I was necessarily ready, right? But um, you know, had had enough knowledge of it was mostly residential stuff we were doing, yeah, right? driveways, sidewalks, stuff like that. Um, I think we kind of took a little step back away from the foundation stuff that year. Yep. Um, but it was like, okay, we need to figure out. We need to make a book. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing and how are you doing it? So, you know, if you weren't there, because you were still bidding. Yeah, you know, right, I you know. You were still going. Yeah, yeah. You still walking jobs. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we need to nail this down. Yeah. Because right? we got so many questions. I mean, I think I used to blow your phone up. I think I was eating up all your data at that time. Just yeah. like, Mark, what are we doing? Yeah. Alex Block. <laughs> Figure it out. Figure that's it what out. It's, uh, that's the motto. Have you seen this YouTube video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this YouTube video? It's, yeah. You find the power within. But I mean, those those early days and even now, um, a lot of our customers that we're, we're still working with, we were looking back and I was having a conversation with Chris. I was like, we, we were doing work with those guys 
you know, the UND, the mill, stuff like that. It was at a much smaller scale. Right. But I mean, those, those relationships were fostered then. Right. Um, Planting seeds, yeah. you know, that's, that's where you got to start in business. And especially early, you can't, you know, you got to take the, I mean, for some companies, I think we hung pictures on the wall, like, oh. like just to plant a seed. It wasn't even, and then, and then we got to build a hanger for them. It was yep. 12 million bucks. So it's like, I went from picture hanging to building a $12 million facility for someone. I can say that's a pretty good seed that I planted. Yeah. I mean, in the span of five, six years. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It was mm-hmm. good. It's just, but we were doing this early on in 14 probably. Yep. And, um, um, I know, I know you went into the foreman role. You were saying nervous, uh, not knowing what the hell you were doing. I'll vouch for that. We, um, yeah. <laughs> well, we were kind of, we were fine. It all comes back down to me showing you the process, right? Yeah. yeah and we, I didn't give you a lot. Well, we were, I mean, we were kind of figuring out that was early day. I mean, yeah. everybody was helping everybody. Yeah. We were yeah. all kind of, it was just kind of circular, um, Slowly growing though, I think by that point we had kind of crept up. Now we were we we're adding a few more bodies here. Yeah, yeah. I think a couple more. Do we might have had a receptionist? That was would've been right around the time. Um, yeah, you started having the girls, stuff like that. So, yep. um, yeah, you, yeah. And then just, you add kids to the mix when you think you're not yeah. busy enough. It's like, oh, 90 hours of work. Now let's have kids. Yeah. Wow, this seems. I thought this was supposed to be great. This mm-hmm. is stressful. It adds more stress. But you figure out more ways to be productive and efficient. And I think what you're, you know, when everyone's doing everything in a business, nothing is getting accomplished, right? Because you're missing the one person. When you can, when you can focus on one area and right. get really good and make mm-hmm. processes for it, that's when the company starts to roll. And I don't think it, I think it took me six years to figure out a process that for stamp concrete, whatever you needed to do without me on site. Right. I mean, because if it was finishing concrete, I was there. Right. I, oh. I made sure it went down right. But the edges and the edges were pristine. That was always oh the, don't get just, started. Just, <laughs> just don't screw up the edge, please. Expansions at the right height. Yeah. Edges aren't rolled over. Oh my gosh. I think to this day, do I not say that? Like that's yes. the first thing I look for. Yep. What, what does the edges look like? Mm-hmm. I could get like, everyone can smooth the middle out. Like yep. Jesus, you know, but you got to, it's all about the edges and the and the brooming and the, it's the details. Hates hates a heavy broom. Yeah, mind you, now we've moved more into commercial concrete. Where you know we're yeah, I don't we're paving I don't, roads. Where I get anxiety looking at some of the concrete. It's like oh my gosh. Now we're like dragging a rake through it so we can get enough texture on, on it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's different now. But man, I just my dad just bled into my body as. It's pretty much body work, and then you run a broom over it. Mm-hmm. So we'd finish it four times before we'd broom. Like, just the amount of manpower to finish it that many times. Yeah. And then throw the big float. Now the little float. Now the Fresno. Now the edge. Now don't overwork it. Mm-hmm. Now broom it. Yo, right. <laughs> it's a perfect it's like time. A- Have the nice even broom. Oh, what is windy? Well, oh, you know great. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so many dynamics. You love that. Yeah. yeah so a uh, lot to learn, though. But the process is what... I, yep. I don't know if that helped you, but... Yep. So we uh, we sat down. We came up through, and we still carry them today. Obviously, we change them. You know, we go through, and, um, and one thing over the summers that we've done... Well, winter time too and uh you know used to be more included with this was training you know different trainings um you know we have the opportunity to fly out to vegas every now and again um training our liver well (laughs) after class team culture actually (laughs) i would say that quite a bit of that but uh (laughs) 
Got to have a good team. Get going out and gaining the education and walking, sitting through these classes and walking through the uh, convention and just picking people's brain, seeing yeah. the newest technologies, and that's that's honestly where the field's going. I mean, right. just like anything is technology. Right. I don't think you know it's our mission saying, statement here now. I think you know they're saying AI is going to take over everything, and and there's you know obviously paving roads and stuff like that, but there's a human factor to finishing. Um, yes. And quality control and stuff like that, and um, just having those experiences and making those, and um, I still email with some of some of those guys. Oh, uh, cool! We have a big pour coming up. Uh, the floor flatness was just mind blowing, and I'm sure I don't know if you've had that posted. I, you had posts earlier when we poured. well, yeah. You're getting you're getting crazier specs <laughs> on everything, right? Like tighter tolerances. Um, you know the the specs of these, and it's concrete. You get one shot. Right, like unfortunately, it's it, it, it dries gets hard. Yeah. It's like and, and it's going to happen, and and you need to get it right in one time. So in concrete, I think what's helped like me in business is like the preparation that's needed to have the two hour pour go well or the yep. three. You know what I mean? Like the amount of preparation and everything to line up and, and a plan B. Right now, you have to make a decision. And I think you know with the growth of Mac and especially our concrete division, we've we have the opportunity now where um like myself is i focus on that side what what do i need to have in place when my guys show up to make sure that you know we're putting down the best product possible right you know are we is is everything down from rebar placement vapor barrier um are the concrete specs right you know what kind of environment am i going to have yeah is there something i can do to give them a better opportunity um whereas before um, even, you know, four or five years ago, that's not maybe the space my head would have been in. Okay. It was like, are my forms up? You know, <laughs> what's the grade? You yeah. Know, yeah. Like that. I didn't have the time or maybe even the, the knowledge to kind of understand like, okay, there's a lot of other factors that we need to take into account right now. Yeah, absolutely. To make sure that, you know, this 50, 50 floor flatness and levelness spec is met. Yeah. Um, so that's been just a tremendous learning opportunity and, and growth opportunity I'd say like yeah yeah going from grab that rake to you know now I'm living in a kind of different space and right so maybe take me through that process um in a somewhat summary fashion of like you started I mean you started with the edge perfected that right like, yeah that's how I got so my first raise actually was, oh yeah you passed the mark, mark the, came up I still remember we were pouring a it was a sidewalk driveway stamp patio combo for i believe the lady used to own dairy queen or oh, something in town oh yeah. here and, yeah sure and we were pouring it out and um mark came up behind me he's like all right you're finishing this whole edge all the way down this front sidewalk this is on you if you do it right and i don't have to fix it you can have a race i was like God, that was brilliant <laughs> i must have been hung over it could have been i don't know it was hotter <laughs> than sin that day but hotter than sin. <laughs> I don't want to finish it, and yeah. I want you to do it right. And there's a raise on the line. Yeah, I was like, all right, all right. So you, all you had to do was finish it, finish good. it, mag it out clean, and if it was done well, then you're getting a raise. So, and I think it happened. So, Jeez. I was, yeah, I was pretty pumped about that. Hey, well then, uh, you knew what was at stake. You mm -hmm. knew that there was a raise. Like, uh, yeah. that's a good mentality to have, and it made you a good finisher today. And yeah, I mean, and that's something even now. So my. My role necessarily isn't finishing concrete anymore. Not um, anymore. Yeah, love it though. Every now and again, you know, I like to get out there and just remind the guys, like, oh, like what? Why are we running the six footer? Can't ha yeah. handle the ten or what? So yeah, or the bump cutter. 
Um, my day working working for Greg and finishing concrete, other than the four times it rained, <laughs> oh my was phenomenal. We had uh, that thing like body work, and I was yeah. loving every minute. And then it rained four times. Oh right, my goodness! As we're brooming, yeah, of course. So anywho, else? yeah, yeah. But I finishing concrete. There's something. Um, like some people say mowing the lawn, some people say other things. Like it just brings me like a sense there, of like quietness and you know those satisfaction like, videos or like yeah. satisf- like if you can get a first push bowl float and you bring it back and it's just sealed. Right. We need to make one of those. We need to make a reel of that. It it is there you go. I love that. Yeah. And uh there's something satisfying about it. And I just I don't even know what time's doing. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I'm thinking about. All I'm thinking about is making it perfect. Yep. And and you just can really focus on that, and that's all I focus on. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you put your head. I, I just love it. Like, it's peaceful to me. Like, yeah, finishing I, concrete is the day great. Flies. Yeah, like there's the always flies. something to do. Right, right. Top to bottom. If you don't know what to do, better start cleaning tools. Like, that's <laughs> start cleaning tools. <laughs> there's concrete on the ground. We better be busy. Yeah. So, so um, talk me into like, all right, we're leveling up now. You said you're not on the cruise anymore. You're maybe walk me. I think you even had a couple stepping stones in between there. You yep. were the foreman, and then yep. So we uh, we went got uh, promoted to foreman, working working on a UND project. Another one of those seeds that was planted. Yeah. Um, we just hammered out a central campus improvements job, which went phenomenally. Yeah. Right. Great. Um, that's like three million. Yeah, and we were doing miscellaneous concrete yeah, patches for, for pennies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Six panels here, two panels. That there. was like a donation. Yeah. Like I feel, but um, anyhow. So, kind of worked through there, and that was my big learning curve. I'd say was, you know, I, I understood the basics. You know, build a box, grade it out, <laughs> put the rebar down, and then um, pour the concrete. Right. Yep. Make it flat. Make yep. it look good. Broom it. Move on. And um, through that kind of now that would have been four or five years. It's kind of when, as a company too, we really saw a shift. We kind of, we slowly got out of that commercial, you know, we were still doing house foundations yeah, yep. and stuff, but, um, you know, we, we'd moved buildings a couple of times, um, offices. Yeah. Um, over that course, we moved kind of where we are now. Yeah. Built our, one of our first commercial spaces, our big shop out back. Yes. Yeah. Put that in from start to finish. Um, and just, you know, had the opportunity to kind of see the difference from, you know, we could say grandma's patio to um, a more commercial build, right? So now we're, we went from 20-yard driveway paves to, and I think when we moved back at the shop here, I think we were doing like 60 or 80 and we thought it was big. Big deal, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know, we went from an IT screen, which we still have, just rattling with the Subaru motor on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, to trust screeds and pump trucks yeah. and big boy stuff in yeah. our mind yeah, right we like, were we were swinging for the fence you pump know. trucks on site oh yeah. shit's about to go down yeah. we we're busy and um and that was the one thing too yeah always busy always busy always like what's the next step what's the next job you know how can we how can we get professionally better what yeah you know where you know i, I run into some people and they're like you guys went like zero to 60. I'm like, well, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, you overnight know? success. Yeah, it's like well, eight years later. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few long nights then, you know. Yeah, right. Um, but yes, yeah, so we, uh, back to your your question of like the, the other thing. So I was still going to school at that time, um, finished my degree. Yep. And uh, had scheduled a meeting with you uh, about coming back and it um actually got offered a job to work in the special ed department at red river right and it was like 15 minutes before i was supposed to come meet with mark and i was like well 
my mom's going to be real mad if I spent all this time. At the, now I'm up to six and a half, seven years in college. And I'm like, am I going to throw it? Like, just tuck it in the pocket and move on? Like, got this concrete thing coming. Yeah. And, um, it's a hard decision. I mean, you're at a crossroads right there. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, it's on. It wasn't a full-time team. I was, I'd just be full-time in the sped department there. And, um, you know, looking back now, I'm thankful. I, you know, I saw a lot of growth opportunity working here. I'd, I'd every year come back and gain more knowledge, got, you know, had the opportunity to, to take on a new role. Um, you know, financially that was beneficial as yeah, well. You're right. Um, and you know, made the, made the decision to kind of stick with Mac full time. Right. So, and that was, I mean, I still have nightmares. I went to school for so long. It's like Sunday mornings I wake up and think I have homework to do. <laughs> Dude, I, I, uh, there's so many people out there though that go to school. Um, some of you, even our other guys that went to school for aviation mm-hmm. and racked up this debt. Um, you know, it's, it, is college there to procrastinate or are you going to find, you know, you don't know what you're going to bring, right? Like people taking a break in college <laughs> and then not going back. Well, sometimes they just find out what they're good at and what they like doing, right? Like, right. I'm not against that because you went to seven years because you're like, wow, at year five, I'm committed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You unfor- was- Unfortunately, even if you would have pulled out, your mom would have been, you know, you had expectations because you yep. wanted to be make mom happy. Yep. You had pressure on you. And you're like, and then you got down to year seven or eight when you graduated. Yeah. Y- you came to the crossroads and you should have went straight. Well, mom wanted you to go straight because that's the path she mm-hmm. saw for you. But you really you took a left. I mean, you 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 stayed in something that you were more passionate about. Yep, for sure. And and it was an opportunity thing for you. It was. It, and um, I mean, is that what you saw? Like the future, like the future it, of it. Or I, I really did. And and kind of like we mentioned earlier, is I have a slightly unique view, I guess, of Mac that a lot of not a, not a lot of guys that work here get. They get to see it. They get to see the culture side. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to, I mean, I was almost ground zero, not quite little after, mm-hmm. but just, just the change and opportunity and the growth and, and, um, you know, the adaptation, I mean, and it, and we, we preach to our guys, like, we want you guys to grow. We want to promote you guys. We want to help you guys, whether your ventures with us or outside of us, right. You know, we want to give you the foundation or the blocks to, to, um, elevate yourselves. Right. But the thing with that is, you know, it all starts with you. And, and when the guys see you kind of taking those steps and you going into maybe uncomfortable ventures for you or new mm-hmm. opportunities for you, you know, it really translates all the way down. And, you know, that's kind of where I was at even this last step. Um, you know, so I did the foreman thing for five, six years. Yeah. And they were like, how do you feel about, actually I was walking by Mike's, our GM's office and he kind of spun his chair around. He just pointed me, he's like project manager. And I was like, are you asking or telling? Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's like telling like, all right. He's like, we'll have a meeting about it. We'll sit you down. We're going to, and this goes back to the process thing. He's like, we have the process, right? Here's your job, your expectations. So we'll sit down. We'll talk about them. Yeah. If you think you can do it. Perfect. If not, you know, is there training? Is there something we need to help you learn? Right. Um, but it was never, you know, it wasn't, I was like, I was nervous obviously, but it wasn't like, I, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. You know, cause we all kind of, we have the opportunity to like grow together, learn together, right. that kind of deal. So, well, you, you guys, um, 
you know, you, you saw opportunity, you were able mm-hmm. to move yourself up. Um, obviously, you know, I like how you referred. Yeah, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm always putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Not that I want to probably relates to my hair loss <laughs> and maybe some gray hairs, but, um, I feel like I've always accelerated myself by putting myself in excel. I don't like, you know, necessarily growing. I, I, you know, it's mm-hmm. not comfortable. It's just not like I could just, I could probably just hang out and relax with you guys and just be your boss and, and lead from the office, you mm-hmm. know, and, and stick, but I, now I'm doing other ventures and, right. and I'm re- really, it's just trying to raise the whole bar of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just realized that being uncomfortable situations is just to grow myself and hopefully to grow all you guys, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, at some point, others get businesses get stuck or people get stuck and just they get comfortable and they they're like well i don't want to lose the nest egg well i keep investing the nest egg again and again and again and that's you know basically i put all my all my profits back into the company to try and Mm -hmm. grow and and i like to say disrupt well and i mean i'd say that's i mean couldn't be more more of an accurate statement yeah i mean from a I go out to eat with the girlfriend and have a Mac hoodie on. I mean, we get recognized everywhere. I, I mean, oh, yeah. oh, Mac guy, what's Mark up to? What are you guys doing next? You know, yeah. where are you guys working? Um, and I mean, we uh, just had a, a pre-bid meeting with the gentleman. He goes, you know, I called you guys because I can see your growth. You know, when when a, a, a larger company brings you in and tries to, you know, sub you out and and has nothing but good things to say about like right our growth our our growing experience and even down to like you guys you have a good clean looking company everything you do is clean your trailers mm-hmm. show up they're clean your skids show up you guys present yourselves well right i mean it, it's top to bottom and i think you know that starts with you yeah um really pushing that in you know beating that into our heads at, at yep. early on you know right um yeah you got you got to be able to invest in in yourself your skills your your equipment you know it's like our you know our mission statements basically i mean we want to have a modern style construction mm-hmm. company we want north dakota isn't necessarily known as modern i wouldn't think north dakota and i wouldn't think modern are in the same sentence no um but we advanced ourselves we we kept mm-hmm. up like stamp concrete no one was doing it in the area but yep. i was like we can bring it here i mm-hmm. can do it so i tried it you know so um yeah. So what what are you doing now then? You're you're you, you Mike pulled. When did Mike give you the nod? Mike oh, so Mike's our GM by the way. So he's yep. what he says goes. So that was that would have been. This is my second year, um, more of the management side. Okay. So stepping out of the field, some um, and more into the management, some bidding, estimating. Um, really, really delving into with a fine tooth comb into the plans and having a better understanding of what it is that we, we need to bring to the table for these projects. So lining up material, setting schedules, um, unfortunately attending a lot of me, a lot of meetings, pre-bid meetings, construction meetings, enters um, the dreaded meeting. Yeah. Just happens, man. Uh, Unfortunately, it's like, you gotta go. So what, What's your involvement with like the day-to-day uh, crews and kind of how do you organize your day? So, you know, with that, um, we're going to be, we're, we're doing a little rest- little restructuring on our side. Um, you know, our goal is always, I think we, we like to set our company goals, right? Our revenue, our gross revenue goals for concrete every year. Yeah. And um, we're not, 
we're not necessarily happy with just meeting those. You know, we kind of, we always want to just give it that little yeah. nudge. Yeah. Um, so that's our goal this year is, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure exactly what we haven't pinpointed the number hundred percent right now, but, um, so this, this year, my role, um, will still be some, some management side, but, um, taking more, slightly more field oriented, um, a lot of quality control, um, a lot of on-site, um, timelines, um, critical path okay. driving, yep. um, working with the foreman more hands-on and then our other project manager will kind of handle the more day-to-day office side, you know, okay. the financial side. So gotcha. we're, gonna, we're just going to try to split it up, um, you know, with the level of projects or the, the projects that we're trying to get into, um, need a little more hands-on. Yeah. So. I love what you guys do in the, uh, metric side of like, you were showing me that I was visiting you guys. So like we're, we can talk KPIs or performance indicators, yep. just what you're tracking from these crews to really tell them every day where they're at and, and yeah, so keeping I, these projects because these are big projects. We're, we're right. not, I mean, we're, what's the minimum size projects? I mean, a, a couple hundred thousand now, yeah, probably two, 300,000. I mean, and, I and really is a, yeah, you tell me you um, know more. I mean, yeah, if we can get a nice, Nice gravy paving job, you know, two, three hundred thousand and knock her out in three, four days and right. move on to the next one is ideal. Um, but I know I love the metrics. That's kind of my baby. Yeah, I take yeah. care of that. Um which is really, really with the crews. I mean, it really tells them it the is. story. So we um yeah, look that's at that. that's top to bottom. So uh we run those numbers and everyone down, I mean, our foremen, our laborers, superintendents, up to our GM and our estimators all know these numbers. Um they they kind of give us goals in the field, you know, can you beat it? And they also provide us with um, accurate bidding tools, right? So we can bid a job appropriately with the amount of man hours and yeah. budget um, on that side. So what's like your top three metrics that you watch to make sure your cor- concrete crews are performing or saying like a new listener, you know, small concrete company trying to get bigger, what should they watch? Because, you know, anything you track in life, you can beat. But if you don't track anything, yep. you can't beat it, and so, you have no history. So we have six six major concrete pours yeah. or pour types that we track: yep. um, Simmons walls, ICF walls, um, sidewalks, paving square footage, um, finished floor, power trawled square footage. Okay, and did I say curb? Curb? No, nope. curb. Oh, so, good. So those are kind of our big six. That's kind of where we live right now. That's most of our jobs. Yeah. Um, and so we take everything into account from the time that the guys show up on site and start prep through pour. So man hour per linear foot or man per hour per square square foot. Okay. Um, and so we track those numbers. Uh, we set up, you know, we started this a couple years ago. Yep. So we kind of have a baseline. Um, so what's, what's, uh, let's just say a linear foot. Let's do a wall. In a footing, or I don't know if you track them separately or together. So footings are footings are what's separate. what's a good number? What's a good number? So right now, uh, so we're this working is for on the project. technical concrete personnel. So, uh, so right now, you know, in the the wonderful climate of North Dakota, we're uh, pouring some footings and walls for a foundation. Yep. Um, ideally, in in a say a June, uh, our concrete crews can probably run from forming rebar and pouring. We'll do roughly. Two and a half to three linear feet of footing per man hour. Okay. So that's set up to pour, walk away, it's done. 
right every man if they have to come out if they have to come back out or do whatever that's it's a knock job. right that's okay a, so if they have a warranty stuff well i need to know so obviously that's an issue it goes against that right got it so um about two and a half three linear feet um our our icf walls okay uh, we're doing about four feet okay. per man hour so that's a four foot wall three courses high rebar poured gotcha. um, anchor bolt set out the door so this can be so helpful, not only for tracking your crews and see how they're doing, but it's also, imagine your estimators or you as an estimator yep. can price projects fairly quickly with these metrics. Yep. And, and you know, some <clears throat> things that we also try to watch with that too is, so you can be fast, right? Quality has to be there. Okay. And I kind of mentioned that. So yep. if we have to go back, that cuts against the score. Got it. Right? And one thing I learned um, in Vegas is, you know, if you have to go back, it costs you three times. The first time you did it, the time that you had to go back to fix it and that opportunity for the next job. Right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So it's true. Um, so with that, you know, and we track waste, you know, we want to know as, as close as you can get. Right. So if my guys are pouring a concrete slab, which is great, right. Yep. Everybody loves poor day. <laughs> um, even Jen, even Jen, she's out there with the drones. Poor day. Pictures. Yep, yep. Pictures, marketing, full PPE though. Otherwise she gets the boot. Oh yeah. Um, we do reels of her. But we're, you know, we're tracking concrete waste because that's money on the ground in our opinion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that, and that comes off of, so, you know, something we definitely, we started doing more of is, you know, if I have a 52 yards slab. Yep. All right. So I'm going to take, and my grade's dead nuts, right? Because we, we did it by hand. What's dead nuts again? <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Right <laughs> okay. on the money. Um, Just had to clarify. You know, having that balance truck, not ordering. You that's know, okay, the concrete so, term yep. for good. <laughs> dead nuts. Um, so mitigating those waste products, right? Okay. So yeah, obviously you need enough material to do the job, but you know, cutting down on the ICF waste, cutting down on oh, yeah. concrete waste, cause it's just, it's money flying away. So how do you, my dad took this to like next level, like the, the grade have to be dead nuts because if your grades four and an eighth inches or four and a quarter inches, it burns a little more mud. Yep. It's supposed to be four, right? Like when you're talking about a 900 square foot or thousands of square feet, mm -hmm. it can be a lot of extra concrete. Uh, it goes fast. Yeah. We yeah. just, uh, we just finished, uh, last fall, we did three, three slabs, 12,000 square feet a piece. Yeah. Storage shops yep. back. And, um, yeah, we were actually, we came in, we were about one, our grade was the amount of concrete per each pour was, uh, so obviously they're large pours, yep. thick in footings and everything else. But we were coming in about 2% in concrete between, difference between them. Oh, okay. So over that total square footage, the amount of concrete to pour one versus two versus three yep. was all within about 2%. And that's, so that's pretty decent. close. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. So how are you mitigating the concrete usage? Is this just a grading thing? Is this modern technology using two grade or is it, how are you preventing lost concrete? All the, but so it starts with our <clears throat> processes. So well, we mentioned earlier, we have a concrete process book that every trailer that we have has. Gotcha. So if there's a question top to bottom, how to how how tall of a stake should I use for this form Oh. to spacing of rebar and less specified, obviously, in, in the spec somewhere. Um, so everything is done the same. Crew to crew, foreman to foreman, um, PM to PM. Gotcha. We do everything exactly the same. Key to scaling. Um. Technologies is huge. Laser graders, um, attachments, 
um, even down to, you know, using the same compaction method on everything. Wow. So you have the same variables. Gotcha. Um, it's kept the same um, pouring process. It's the same, you know, we use the same pump, same screed, same cruise. Finishers were the same. So they, they really get that process down. Gotcha. Um, and, and we communicate this with our crews, right? So if our goal is whatever, seven, eight, nine million, well, if we're just throwing away three yards here, four yards there, well, at the end of the day, it comes out of, comes out of the bottom number, right? So we got to make sure that we're really keeping those tight. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so if there's, there's never six yards in the trucks that leaves, I mean, or do you try to use that or is that a, if we is that have, a byproduct? If we have the opportunity and we can kind of get ahead, um, it, always have something ready, right? <laughs> always. I think that's the best, that, that might be the best advice I could give. Always have, if you have a big something pour, ready. If you have a big pour and you might have a balance, always have somewhere to put it, right? So if yep. you maybe you have a curb shot ready, maybe you have a sidewalk that the guys have been prepping up right. and you go, okay, maybe I clicked the wrong button. Or <laughs> it was in inches and not tenths or something. Oh, sure, sure. Um, yeah, problems happen. But, um, yeah, always sidewalk or, you know, sometimes we have some <clears throat> we office improvement oh, for yeah. our shop office. Yeah, so yeah. Um, having somewhere back there to put it. Um, Got it. As long as the driver. I suppose not, molds of something you could have or. And that's something, you know, even like jer- something we kind of looked into, like jersey barriers. Yeah. Uh, having molds for those. Right. Or, or barricades. Five or six of mm-hmm. them that you can just pour into. Yeah, those are all good ideas because any kind of waste, I remember my dad, if he, like, they left with a yard, oh, God, he would lose sleep. You know, <laughs> the guy would because he's like, that's literally all the labor that it took. He thinks it's a failure point because mm-hmm. he didn't grade good enough. And he's like, guys, this is not good. They have a yard extra. We need you. Like, this is my labor for the day. Yep. It's 150 bucks. I would pay for some someone to work all day. So that's how he would refer to it in his mind, and that's mm-hmm. why it would drive him crazy. So he would literally, yep, yeah, last wheelbarrow, it's rocking. <laughs> you know, it's like rocking, and you got half the slab to pour still. It's like, oh, Dad, like, you sure there's enough in that truck? Uh, hope there's a genie in there mixing up some stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it rained last night. Their <laughs> damn scales are off. You yeah. know, that's what he'd say. That's a oh, real yeah. thing. Call the, the batch man. Yell as loud as you can. It's like that's a uh, real thing. If there are any like guys getting into it, or, right? Or uh, yields are off, or do it yourselfers out there. <laughs> if you're pouring concrete the day after a rain, the ag is heavy. You will be short. So always, always beef it up a little bit. Um, yeah, they don't compensate enough no. for the extra weight. My dad always said, he would call the batch man. He's like, Hey, take a, take a scoop of gravel. And he's Wait. like, go out and find it. And then, and then dump a hose on it for like five minutes. And then tell me if it's any heavier. <laughs> and that's, that's literally, I see him do it. he'd rip into every batch man. He's like, Greg, Greg, Jesus. Right. <laughs> we'll send you a yard. Yeah, oh yeah. You shorted me and I'm not paying you. You can shove it up your, you know what I mean? Well, so, but there's nothing worse than coming up. Two wheelbarrow short. Oh. It's, it's July and eighty degrees. Yeah, on a Friday. On a Friday, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, there's a couple questions I want to ask you, and 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 hopefully, like if so, if someone wanted to reach out to you or connect with you in the concrete, because mm-hmm. I think this is so helpful. You're running a field, and any business owner that's just in it, like a foreman, you know, small yep. company, you know, all they see is pouring concrete, and then the next piece of concrete to pour right they right. can't they can't fall back enough to watch the metrics mm-hmm. because they would have to hold themselves accountable and most people don't want to do that 
So I like how you watch metrics to keep others accountable. Mm -hmm. And I think for any of the business owners out there that need to like, hey, I need to pull back out of the business and work on it a little bit and really keep metrics. um, You know, I think... I think that's really helpful that they can reach out to you and 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 whatever. So I don't know where he can best find you. Yeah, um, if there's any social media or or so. Yeah, I mean, I I think right now I'm just running Facebook and Instagram. Alexander yep. Beck on either one of those. Just make sure you find the one from Grand Forks at Matt Construction. Um, working on putting together a LinkedIn here. So oh, cool. Um, maybe I can get that hammered out before. Yeah. This actually goes live, and we can put a little snippet. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. We'll get you. Or, we'll get you a headshot. Um, we'll get you right all there. fixed up. We're heavy on LinkedIn. Um, if not, uh, email is always good to Alex at makconstructiongf.com. There you go. Yeah. Um, shoot over any questions. Um, like I said, I work with a lot of guys too that I just met in Vegas, and they do just over the email consulting. If I have a question, they just fire back. Right. Yeah, and it, it's so helpful because, like I said, you have one shot in concrete. Mm-hmm. Alex has been with us since we've done $500,000 a year in concrete all the way up to doing, you know, almost freaking eight figures in concrete. So mm-hmm. you have to there, – there's a lot of barriers and there's a lot of areas you need to watch as you grow. Um, and we have went through a lot of adversity and problems and different things, mistakes that we could probably prevent you from making. Yep. <laughs> We learned it. So yeah. ask for help. Don't be don't mm-hmm. be a stubborn ass and don't say, "Hey, I know everything." Because in concrete, there can be some stubborn asses out there. Um, ask for help, man. Yep. Hit us up, and if we can help you, Alex will, and and he, he knows the stuff when it comes to concrete, especially the metrics behind it. So um, have any owner reach out. But I got a couple questions for you okay. before we wrap this up that you don't know. And I told him I'd throw them in tears, but you know we're we're not going to throw you in tears. Um, so. And, uh, you know, and this is personally or business wise, you can, most people adapt it to business, but, you know, in five years, where do you envision yourself or maybe where you envision the company? Um, and maybe both personally and business wise. So business wise, um, you know, with the growing, we've, I mean, even this last year, we brought on, um, even more team members that are going to kind of scale us even more, which we're really excited about. Good. Um, you know, we dabbled in Fargo a little bit. Uh, five years, honestly, I, I see that being a real thing, right? We're going to be in the Fargo market. Um, I mean, I'd be willing to say in five years, we'll probably be within 100, 150-mile radius of wow. Grand Forks. Okay. Um, ideally, um, just from like the concrete side that I work with the most, um, right now we're running probably about 20 five guys a season yeah i think that could easily double right um it, i think it would have to easily <laughs> yeah probably 50 to 75 wow um personally oh geez um yeah you don't have any babies yet no um, i don't i'm not sure if you got a fiance or, or i got a girlfriend okay I got a oh girlfriend. sorry so okay. so maybe maybe oh oh Maybe engaged maybe married i don't know we'll see how that works oh. we're pretty fresh we're pretty fresh oh does she, she know that she she's gonna listen to this I don't know. I might have to hide it. I'll, <laughs> we'll see. It's going well so far. So oh, so fingers crossed. You're doing fine. Don't yeah. don't worry about anything here. We got it. So, we got you. So that would be. And then you know, just continuing to develop. Um, I, I don't see myself leaving in the next five years. Um, you know, I moved up here to do four years of school and leave, and now I'm on. This is my 14th year in North Dakota. So yeah, you're here forever. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, well, no, it's good. It's good that you want to be. Um, 
purposeful with your five years and um, obviously I'm not running and, and promoting and pushing the concrete division. I'm, I'm trying to lift everybody mm-hmm. up is really what I'm trying to do. It's your guys' passion to, to help elevate everything in the construction industry. Um, and so we appreciate, I appreciate your, I mean, I'm, I, I'm pretty optimistic for what this, the concrete side can do. Yeah. Like after five years, you know, that was this conversation we had, we've almost doubled, you know, our, our revenues almost every year, and, Yeah, which is not, easy to do and uh, you know the number keeps getting bigger and, yeah i know yeah do I, what, are we talking like okay so now we're looking at like 14 15 next year like i need a lot of guys <laughs> i need a lot of guys and a lot of work so yeah yeah a lot of processes but also if anybody does listen and they have some concrete jobs or anything out there yeah so feel free to reach out to our team good point yeah if you if you're passionate about the concrete field um maybe you don't even know where you're going in college Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you went to school for seven years for <laughs> teaching and decided, hey, the trades pay decent. Honestly, probably better than teaching. Sorry, they do. Yeah, yeah. by a lot. <laughs> they do by a lot. Yeah, um, uh, we're a growing company with yeah. growing, uh, you know, growing positions. So yeah, we're looking we, for leaders, and we yeah, we're looking for all positions. Um, and we we do part time. We do seasonal stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we always love to hire guys on full time. But the one unique thing that, you know, you've actually um, provided for us here at Mac is um, the benefit side of things. Oh, you yeah. know, our, our 401ks, our health benefits, the, um, the life insurances, top to bottom, you know, those aren't, you know, this is a non-union state. So these aren't things that are traditionally offered to employees right. that uh, we have the opportunity to enjoy. So Yeah. Yeah. These are careers, not yep. just jobs, right? Like this is full insurance like there's some stuff that we've done that like most construction companies probably mm-hmm. don't offer um so we give you an opportunity to have a career here not i'm looking to make you better no matter if you work here or someone else if someone works for mac for a while and they leave my hope is to make a better person kind of mm-hmm. like as you referred to earlier so that's a key point man like yep. the benefits are huge nowadays they are yeah, and yeah. uh <laughs> takes a lot off uh it's expensive man yeah. is that expensive um, but okay. Last question. What does unfollow the herd mean to you? Ooh. You know, when I first saw it, I guess when I heard you first speak about it, you know, really stepping outside of your comfort zone, you know, taking that first risk and maybe, you know, we've all been knocked down, you know, you, get knocked on your ass a time or two but yeah um you know if you're willing to take that chance and blaze your own path you know there's a reason why people go with the flow right they just fall in line the beaten path's there this is what i'm supposed to do it's easy it's non-resistant um kind of stepping outside and and you know you're a really good example of that is stepping outside of the mold moving on to maybe a different project maybe you didn't use the same mentality or order that somebody else did but um, finding success in that can be, I think, probably even more rewarding than just, okay, well, I went to school for four years. I got a job. Like, right? That's what yeah. success is yeah. supposed to be. Yep. But um, kind of going outside the bounds and, and kind of looking at it that way. It's kind of the way I see it. Yeah. It's uh, being, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what it is. But um, when it's your calling and you, you kind of get addicted to that too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, man. I appreciate you. Right on. Thanks for being on the show. We'll, uh, we'll do follow-ups later. We'll see you guys in the next one.